when you interact with Apple, there are certain things where the actual AI is coming in with a mindset as a tech tutor. A lot of the things that we do, especially when we train our tech tutors or the way we go about with our learners, that's applied onto the actual AI as well. Generative AI is all the buzz right now. And I was wondering what use cases we will see for tackling the challenges of aging with this particular technology. I'm Karen Etkin, and my guest today is Stefano Salorio, the founder and CEO of Curvocacy, a startup that has been working with older adults and elder care providers to provide digital literacy skills and education over the past few years. Recently, Stefano has announced the launch of a new product, which is their first AI-based product, Apo, which is designed to help older adults get comfortable with technology. You're listening to the Age Tech Podcast, the show that brings you the movers and shakers of the age tech ecosystem with your host, Karen Etkin. Stefano, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Karen. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy thank, to be here. Thank you for joining. So tell us a little bit about Apple. Yeah, well, I would love to kind of step back and talk a little bit about how we got to Apple, which was actually with my grandma. A few years ago, when my family and I decided to bring her to the States to take care of her, um, I remember at the time, her Alzheimer's wasn't so progressive or wasn't really the worst moment now. But she would basically speak to us and she would mention the word Apo, which was something I never heard of before because this is the first time I or any of our grandparents lived with us. And I actually thought it was an interesting word at the time because she would always say it, but we didn't really know what it was until our mom told us. And I thought that was just an interesting name and you know, I never knew that, you know, fast forward, that would be something I would use for a future product. But ultimately, it was really something that my grandma, who's living with Alzheimer's, just kind of used to call us. Unfortunately, she doesn't call us that much anymore. But it was something that I thought it was an interesting uh, meaning or word to it. And then as you probably know, if you don't uh, follow me already or through LinkedIn, uh, I launched a company back in 2020, which that I'm working on right now called Curvocacy to provide digital literacy for older adults. And in the beginning, uh, before I even launched this, my background was always in marketing, not necessarily a technical founder, but I wanted to provide a service that ultimately solved a problem not a, that a lot of people were ignoring, which is the fact that uh, there's a huge digital literacy gap with older adults. And that's when we launched our individual private sessions. And then over the years, pivoted to working with organizations, B2B, senior living, healthcare, primary care providers, and things like that. So I think what we're working on, which is this interesting new product, our first artificial intelligence product, our first tech-heavy product, I would say, has really been a culmination of what we've learned for these three years and as well as just inspiration from, you know, as a caregiver to my grandma. What it basically does is it's a it's a tool. It's a tool like in everything that we use today for older adults, their loved ones, for organizations to be able to have something where it doesn't require a physical person to help learn about technology, but to really help answer those questions that sometimes older adults feel uncomfortable to ask when it comes to a real person. Right. And so that's what that is. It's a it's a simple chatbot that really, really identifies 
those things that older adults want to learn about technology answers it, even provides recommendations, it provides um, ways for them to learn and just gives them that kind of support system that may not be available to a lot of older adults who don't have access to someone like a grandchild or anything like that. And brings back to the name. So the word apo is a Filipino word and it actually translates into grandchild. And that's really just a fitting name for what we're doing. We're not trying to replace the grandchild. We're here to actually supplement that. And even a grandchild could use it to introduce technology to their grandparents, right? So that's what really what apo is. Sounds Wonderful. So how does it actually work? What types of questions can I ask Apple? <laughs> right now we're in the testing phase right now. We actually have a wait list going on. If anyone's interested to sign up, I'm sure I'll be able to share that towards the end of this episode. But what it basically does, you can ask a variety of questions. So for example, if you are a person that's unaware on how to send attachments to an email, you could simply ask it and say, how do I send a picture or a file to an email? And it, it's so intuitive enough that it will even ask you what kind of email provider do you use, right? Like it's going to ask those specific follow-up questions so that it better understands how to actually help the learner. You could ask it a variety of questions, like even basic things like how do you send a text and how do you provide certain information about topics around technology? It, it, it really depends on the person. Something that's been interesting that I we encourage, that I hope that a lot of our future users will use, is to actually ask it to create a, a plan on how to learn a specific technology or device. And we actually just tested it last night about how I asked our Apo AI to basically create a step-by-step, -step, a seven-day plan on how to learn how to use the iPhone. And it laid it out, right? It said, okay, this is what you're going to tackle first. And then it also provided options for the learner to say, do they want to start with this first or do they want to start with other things first? And it was interesting to, to see it break it down. And the fact that it can retain that context while you're asking specific things, because I think ultimately what happens is when you help somebody learn how to use the technology, you know, we have people that will go into tangents. And so it's able to maintain that conversation, even when the person who's asking goes into a tangent on, on a different topic, but it's still within that frame. So honestly, I would love for you to just ask it anything. It does have some sort of, let's say, control over what type of things you can. You can't ask anything inappropriate. You can't ask it to search things in the internet. So there are certain limits to it. But basically, if you have any technology questions, this is really a product that could really help somebody learn those things and really dig a little deeper. How has your work on Caravocacy over the past two or three years informed them building process for this product? Like, did you build your roadmap according to the frequently asked questions you get <laughs> in Kervocacy classes? You know, I would like to say that that's what was meticulously planned, Karen. No, I think, you know, as a non-technical founder, I think there was always aspects of like, like having what we're doing as a service, a, a tech-based service to really have a component that was more technical than anything else. I think the biggest question we have, especially with what we do is about scale, right? And how do we address that? But then also, you know, we're not afraid to be very niche and specific if, as long as we're solving a real reoccurring problem that no one seems to really want to fix. So it wasn't necessarily an issue. But I think from the beginning, I always saw as, as look, from the stepping stone, Caravocacy is one of the many products 
that we hope to create that will address the just the underlying, the infrastructure of what's really happening in aging and longevity, which is the fact that there is no digital literacy, right? And as, as you can probably relate, Karen, there's so many products in the space that have the intention to provide something for older adults, but what ends up happening is that the end user never uses it, right? Or they just have a difficult time in even adjusting or adopting to it. And so Kerbocracy was always something where you know, we have a service that's that provides the basic things of what a person needs, which is a tech tutor, matching them with somebody that is able to learn technology. And I think the idea or something I wrote in my journal years ago was, could we take what we've learned, the data, the feedback, the sessions, interactions, and create something from those moments and into an actual scalable technical product? Curvocacy was really trying to solve the infrastructure of the digital literacy gap. And now we're able to take all those sessions and those moments that we've had with our learners and and our past work to be able to take what we've learned and apply it to our new product, which is OpenAI. This past year, OpenAI launched an interesting product called ChatGPT. And, you know, I think there's a lot of conversation around it, but I think there's really no conversation about the practical use of it and how it can solve these problems that I think that a lot of, again, people ignore. I'm, I'm, I'm as, as you probably know, I'm a very pragmatic optimist. And to, in, my, in my simple head, I was like, wait, why not like use something like this? We, I, we don't think it's ever going to replace our existing line of work, which is still matching seniors and older adults with tech tutors. Again, it's just it's a supplement to that. It may be a much more affordable route for someone rather than hiring an actual private tutor. So yeah, I think we're taking what we're learning from our current product. It's not like we're leaving our, our, our tech tutoring service. We're just basically taking what we've learned and applying it to that. And and, and this, for example, when you interact with Apple, there are certain things where the actual AI is coming in with a mindset as as a tech tutor right and a lot of the th- a lot of the things that we do especially when we train our tech tutors or the way we go about with our learners that's ap- applied onto the actual ai as well so yeah there's a lot of learnings but did i ever come to say like oh this was always going to happen like no it was literally 3 4 months ago where a friend of mine an engineer was he brought it up with me and i was like okay I think this is a great idea. And I just kind of drank the Kool-Aid and started the snowball effect. So speaking about supplementing your existing service, who is the ideal user for a pull? You know, we're still figuring that out. I think the marketer in me is always always going to say it depends because... You know, what I what we've learned from Curvocacy's Learner Plus and our tech classes is that age never defined like the type of learner that we had. And every time we were asked, okay, what were your target audience and what were this, we really didn't have enough to like we didn't really have anything to say because we had we had six year olds learning how to use the emails, but then we had a ninety two year old learning how to use TikTok. And so we had different ranges of users and ages that ultimately you know, we, we were like, at least from my marketing event, like, who cares? We don't, there's no point of really targeting one specific age. I think we look at the psychographic more than anything else instead of the demographic. So if a person is intently curious and they want to learn how to use things and they will do it regardless of their social economical status, like 
we welcome that. And so for any anyone who's asking, like, what is Apu for? As I mentioned before, it could be used by the grandchild to help their loved ones, you know, learn about technology as a way to supplement those conversations. Two, it can be ultimately for the learner, right? The older adult, let's say in the United States of America, that's 60, 65 plus above. And so if they're able to be able to use it, because as when we come to launch, we're not only creating a web version for it, but we also will have a texting version of it too. So we will be able to provide that service for those who don't have access to a browser or they're just not comfortable with that yet. And then um, other organizations who are just interested in applying something scalable for their members. So whether it be community partnerships, agencies, organizations like senior living or primary care providers or healthcare, I think that's the kind of like the down the road of the types of users we might have or the people that we work with. But ultimately, anybody who wants to learn something new, wants to learn technology and are inviting themselves to the fact that they're actually kind of the first users of of something like this, right? And and if they enjoy that kind of feeling, then they're the right fit for our That's very very interesting that you say that it's it could potentially even be used by organizations. And I actually saw that on your LinkedIn. So I had prepared a question in advance. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you envision organizations utilizing Apple someday? I think for how organizations will use this, I think it will go back to supplementing what their existing products are, right? When we talk about health plans and the fact that their members are not engaged because they can't even get onto the, the member dashboard portal or they don't have access to the communications of a health plan, you know, having something like this that could be provided as almost like a benefit, right, to their members could be something that could be a good use case for that, right? And we're talking about an amazing product that, again, they can text to, they can send a message via website. So in that way, that could be something useful. When we're talking about senior living or other things like that, too, same thing, right? If they're looking for engagement opportunities with their members, they're looking to engage their patients, Something like that, like having an actual AI chatbot that kind of learns from where, the way that you ask the questions would be an awesome interactive activity for them as well. There's many ways to go about it, to be honest with you. I, we're not sure yet. I think at this point, it's like we want as many people to be able to use it, to test it, to, to almost really break it because we want to see what we can really do. And I think over the time, we'll be able to provide features that will really benefit the learner in itself. But as of right now, uh, we're looking for actually partnerships with organizations that are just interested in, in testing it out, like creating a pilot program to see if we could be able to apply that to older adults. I'm actually incredibly curious to to see and to hear what would be the response from older users to Apple. Have you had anyone try it out yet? Can you tell me about it? Is it a secret? I actually, I didn't tell you this, but I'm going to actually send you the very, very MVP version of it after this episode. So that might make people feel like they're missing out. But if anything, if you haven't signed up for our waitlist, that'd be the best way to really see updates on what we're trying to do with it. And obviously, if you don't follow me already on LinkedIn, then that's really usually where I post a lot of our updates. But have we tested out with older adults? Not necessarily. We have provided certain prompt questions that we've had been asked in the past before. So for example, like we have a support number that usually older adults text to anyways, or they either we have, we kind of keep track of the questions that we get asked through our classes. 
and we put that into the Apple AI, or like we ask the the actual the way that, that they actually ask those questions. So we'll see. I think in the coming month or so, we'll be able to really test it out with older adults. And I'm kind of excited about it because in a way I'm like nervous. It does give the right information. I just think in my head, it's that kind of transition of the adoption that we're looking for. And what is the right piece of like um, responses, the right kind of questions that, that we could ask it. But it's really exciting because I think, again, as I mentioned before, if anyone's interested in just trying something innovative and new, I highly, highly recommend it because it could save a lot of time for a lot of people, right? And we all could relate to the fact that, you know, when we have to help somebody with technology, it can be a, a, it can be sometimes a burden, but then it could just take a lot of time on, on us or someone else, right? And if we're able to create a product that reduces that time, makes it even accessible and easy for the learner, I think, I think we're doing something really great. You are, and I'm super excited to try it out. I wonder, I wonder if I get, if I can break it and if I can get it to lie to me. Cause in the past I have in, in yeah. my past experience with these chatbots, they do make things up if they don't know the answer. They, they do, they do. So for example, and I, I, I'm honest to say this because it's, it's very much in its early stages. Right. But you know, sometimes you may ask it to pull up a support number of an organization, right? For some reason, it it's, it's creates a number that doesn't seem to exist, or it was like old, outdated information. So something that we're trying to prevent is to ask it to pro provide two specific answers, or just trying to answer because for the sake of answering. So that's what we want to we don't want to do. It's not supposed to be a, a medical advice. It doesn't provide medical advice. So there are restrictions around what it does, and then it 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 kind of reminds the user anyways that like hey. We know that you want to ask that question, but unfortunately, we just can't do that. We, if you can't, if you would prefer, reach out to Kervakasi for either a private tech tutor or one of our partnerships that we have to 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 do that. So it will provide resources like that. It won't it won't always answer right away, but I think with our demographic, we know that there's a lot of questions are kind of basic sometimes. So it will basically be able to answer those things. And then there's also others who are very complicated about that. So we're excited. Uh, yeah, I welcome anyone to break. <laughs> It'll be great. It will be great. I'm sure of it. So where exactly can people sign up for the waitlist? What is your website address? Yeah. How could people find you on LinkedIn? Yeah, so it's it's pretty simple. If you go to carevoxy.com, that's C-A-R-E-V-O-C-A-C-Y.com. And then if you put a, for a slash and you put APO, A-P-O-A-I, then it takes you directly to the waitlist. But if you're interested about what we are doing and how that's going to be affecting our other products, then definitely I would say carevoxy.com. And then there should be on the menu bar that says APO AI, and that will kind of direct you to the waitlist. And then if you haven't already done so, I'm very active on LinkedIn. I'm sure Karen knows that you can find me on, on my LinkedIn, which is Stefano Solorio. And I'm happy to share or connect with anybody who's interested to use our product and really bridge that digital literacy gap that's been there for such a while. <laughs> but we'll see. You know, hopefully we'll just impact a, a percentage of that. But yeah, they're more than welcome to reach out via that way. I'm very active on LinkedIn if anyone's interested. Yeah, I, I highly recommend anyone watching this, if you're not already following Stefano on LinkedIn, go <laughs> follow him right now. He's not only posting informative information, but it's also highly, highly entertaining. You will not regret it. <laughs> oh, I yeah, promise I, you. <laughs> I, 
yes, if I don't know when this episode will launch, but 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 a few days ago, I launched our new pro- innovative product, which is the Age Tech Bingo, which is basically a dig at a lot of the startups in the space about you know what makes us Age Tech. And so, if you ever want to get the free bingo card, let me know because that's what I'm sending it to a lot of people too. So awesome! Is there anything else you would like to add? You know, I I think. I, I want to just re- reiterate and remind people that even though this is a new innovative product and, and things like that, we're we're really trying to solve a reoccurring problem that should have been solved before, during, and post pandemic, right? At it, at its basis, it's I want everybody to know that it's it's built with a lot of heart and personal attachment to it, and I think people will st- I hope people will appreciate the purpose and the the story behind it rather than just looking at it as it's just a it's just a robot for for people to use or or just like a we're just disregarding that human connection. I don't think that's what we're doing. I think there is a lot of human touches that we're going to add to it to really bridge that and I think it will just help people learn and just feel like they can uh, tackle or accomplish their goals because of it. So that's what I want to take away from that. And if anyone resonates with that, please, please, please sign up for the waitlist or support our other products because that's ultimately what we're trying to do. And yeah, I just wanted to say that. Thank you for asking, Kara. Thank you. Appreciate that. Thank you so much, Stefano. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast in such a short notice. I'm very, very happy that we got to have this conversation. I'm super excited to try a poll. Thank you so much again for it. And I, I'm, I'm happy to come back anytime and share any updates. We, we should do this again. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. That's all we have for today. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to this session of the Age Tech Podcast. For more Age Tech content, visit thegerontechnologist.com and subscribe for updates. We'll see you in the next episode.